Grab your mug and take a chug. He's about to spill the tea. Saucy chatter on subject matter. It's just between you and me. Sit on back and hear him yak. It's gossip to a tea. It's cup of joe. Cup of joe. Joe. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Cup of Joe, a podcast about all things celebrity gossip and entertainment news, from Real Housewives to RuPaul's Drag Race, and so much more. Plus, the candid celebrity interviews you won't find anywhere else. I'm your host, Joe Drake. All right, you guys, this week we have one of my favorite people from the Real Housewives franchise. I have spent part of my quarantine binging the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And by that I mean I went on Hulu and I started with season one, episode one. And yes, I watched every single episode. Wait, no, I lied. I skipped that weird season with those two twin girls, twin people, twins. And I didn't like that season. So I skipped that, but I watched everything else and I loved it. I highly recommend you do it. So this week we have... Dolores Catania from the Real Housewives of New Jersey on the heels of one of the biggest explosive fights in Housewives history from the premiere last week between Jackie and Teresa. And let me tell you, no questions were off limits. We break everything down. We even talk about how it's possible for straight people to hook up at the gym. And we like literally go into, like we're both confused and well, I'm confused and she tries to tell me, I try to tell her what gay people do. She tells me what straight people do. It's a, it's a learning experience for everyone. But first, let's check in with what's going on in the world of entertainment news. Now, I have to admit, I feel like it's been a sort of a busy week for entertainment news, but nothing particularly that I love. But I still feel like we need to cover it because that's what we do here. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? All right, I feel like the biggest tea of the week is Kim Kardashian has officially filed from divorce has officially filed for divorce from Kanye West. Let me say that correctly. That um, happened last Friday afternoon, and to me, that's the biggest part of this story. I was talking to one of my best friends, and from what I've learned in my experience in my career, is if a celebrity drops. Um, news about their lives on a Friday afternoon. They know what they're doing because the week is wrapping up. People are getting ready for their weekend. They're just going to care a little bit less than if it dropped on a Tuesday afternoon or a Tuesday morning. And needless to say, the Kardashians have mastered the media. I think after Trump and I think after Trump, it's the Kardashians. I mean, some people are just better at knowing how to manipulate the media and do what they have to do. And I think this was very planned, very much planned, that the news was going to come out on a Friday afternoon 
because as much as it was probably one of the biggest stories of the week, I don't think people were talking about it as much as they would have. I mean, granted, we all knew it was coming. I think so many stories had been um, coming out in recent weeks and months that this marriage was likely to be on its way out the door. In my opinion, they've been done for a while, and I just think we just are just finding out about it. The other thing about this story, the semantics haven't come out yet. Obviously, we'll figure out who's going to live where, who's going to have the kids, you know, who's going to get what money, even if that matters for them. But my, my thing is, is the biggest story is who will they date next? I think people aren't going to care so much about how the divorce plays out as much as they care who Kim K will be seen out with next. And Kanye, for that matter. Um, you know, the Kardashians obviously are fodder for all of that sort of dating gossip. Um, I mean, Courtney is making headlines for dating Travis Barker. I just think it's interesting to see who they date because it's always someone quite unexpected yet expected if that makes sense and is always an interesting person like lamar travis barker kanye i mean can't they just find someone nice in like the accounting department at e i don't know let's talk about tiger woods because this just happened yesterday morning and man i feel bad now look, I'm no sports expert, but I feel like Tiger Woods' life, life has been um, a tabloid in and of itself. So unfortunately, he was in a car accident yesterday morning, early yesterday, around 7 in the morning in California. He was on his way to meet NFL stars Drew Brees and Justin Herbert at a golf club the Rolling Hills Country Club, and apparently eyewitnesses were saying that he was, quote, impatient and eager to get on the road, which may have, um, which may be why he was speeding. Uh, he was caught on camera, the car was caught on camera going the speed limit a few minutes before, so it wasn't like it was a total, like, reckless driving thing from the get-go. I mean, I just hope that it was a car accident due to reckless speeding. I hope there was no foul play involved, no drugs, no alcohol. Um, because if you're like me, you'd watch the Tiger documentary on HBO Max, which was fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's in two parts. I mean, this guy has had quite the life. Not only is he the best golfer on the planet, he you know, he had an interesting upbringing with his father, which I, I think I sort of knew, but the documentary does a good job of sort of explaining that. Also, uh, interesting sort of experience with his mother. His mother was very strict. And, you know, I forgot that when Tiger came on the scene when I was young, he was young, you know. Um, so he's he sort of reminds me of, like, the these pop stars that, like the Britneys, that started out in their teens and were huge successes and huge sensations and didn't necessarily get the kind of youth, um, the quote unquote normal youth that the rest of us did. Um, and how that affects their adulthood and how that affects the choices they make 
in the future. I mean, the unfortunate thing is he's had so many issues with his legs that apparently what happened in this car crash continued... The, report, the reporting is that he shattered his legs. So I, I just hope that he gets better. And this is just a really sad story all around because he's such a role model and inspiration for so many people. And yes, he, he did some shitty things, but I think people still revere him in a way and I think people want the best for him. So... I'll be keeping my eye on this story for you guys, and hopefully he will get better soon. All right, let's move on to some housewife stuff. And no, not Housewives of Jersey, because Dolores is still on standby. Because before we get to Dolores, we have got to talk about the real housewives of Atlanta. Now, I was behind on my Atlanta housewives, I have to admit, so I did some binging the last couple of days so I could be up and up for you guys on this, because... It seems to be what everyone is talking about. Now, the ladies went from Atlanta to South Carolina for their vacation for their vacation and it doesn't seem like they can do any international trips this year because of COVID. So they do these sort of like local trips. Um and at at the beach, at this beach house in South Carolina, the ladies decide to have a surprise bachelorette party for Cynthia Bailey, who at the time was about to get married. She's married now, but she was about to get married to her fiancé and apparently didn't have a proper bachelorette party beforehand but in her previous marriage. So they really felt like they kind of wanted to do it up. So Candy brings all of her S&M dominatrix leather outfits because as the Atlanta Housewives fans out there know Candy Burris has this whole sort of like dungeon show where she does this like S&M kind of burlesque stuff I have to admit I'm not age shaming because I love the Atlanta Housewives but I guess it doesn't have to do with age but Candy as the madam of this bachelorette party just made me really uncomfortable. I mean, she really jumps in and like plays the part, but I as it was all over Cynthia's face that was like, I'll just have a regular bachelorette party. Like, why do we have to like play into our alter egos? Like that was that's just weird to me. I mean, Kenya Moore was feeling herself in that red getup, and all of them looked fabulous. I mean, Marlo, with, with her hair, I'm not sure what was going on with her hair. It made it look a little witchy. But for the most part, I mean, they all looked fabulous. It was just, I don't know why they had to act like they were other people. Maybe it makes them feel better. I don't know. But Candy, Candy hires this stripper named Bolo, which, what's with that name? Bolo? Sounds like a clown. I don't get it. But she hires this stripper. He comes in. He's hot. He's ripped. He's in this like weird Chanel fake outfit. Takes it off. Strips for them. The funniest part is they're in, because it's, you know, COVID times, they're all in these clear face shields. So not only are they dressed in like S&M attire, 
they're wearing face shields and like throwing dollar bills at the stripper in this like beach house in South Carolina. I mean, you can't make this shit up. I mean, it was absurd. Long story short, the crew wraps about 1245 to like film the bachelorette party, but clearly they're up, they're drinking, the stripper's still there. They want to keep going. So the crew leaves, they take their mics off. Um, but there are still cameras mounted in the, in the house, which they do a lot on these reality shows. They kind of, you know, I'm sure you all know, they put cameras up in the corner of the ceilings to like capture certain things. Well, the ladies obviously know this, so they decide to cover the cameras with tape and even like turn them away to make sure that they don't record anything that goes on. Well, the sound is still on. And the producers and the crew still have black and white footage of the tomfoolery that went down. Long story short, again, it seems like Portia hooked up with Bolo the stripper. Like, full-on went into a room and hooked up. Which, like I said, this whole trip to South Carolina and, like, having a crazy night, this is par for the course for the gays. This is like a PG night in Fire Island, okay? I don't understand why everyone's freaking out about Bolo the stripper. I mean, granted, I've never hooked up with a stripper. But, and I guess it makes news if a popular housewife does, but it didn't seem that scandalous. She, again, as as it's being reported, she's single. She was hitting it off with the stripper. Nothing wrong with stripping. And they had a lovely night. And they showed footage of the stripper leaving at 7 in the morning. Getting into a car and taking off. I mean, I guess, yeah, in terms of the more boring Housewives episodes, it was a good one. Was it one of my favorites in history? No. But I guess I understand why people are freaking out. All right, let's get into what I'm loving because y'all are waiting for Dolores and I don't know why I talk to myself because you guys are just here for the celebrity interviews, I think. But I want to tell you what I'm loving this week because I hope you're loving it too. Let's get into it. All right, I am loving, wait for it, American Idol. All right. I know it's been on for 78 years. I know there have been a million judges and like 2 billion singers, but I find myself watching the show this many years later and I am still blown away by the singing talent. It gets better and better every year. And I have been a crazy super fan since day one. I'm a huge Kelly fan. I freaked out over Clay Aiken and Carrie Underwood. Like, back in the day, this was my shit. And I guess I have to say, at 34 years old, it kind of still is my shit. I love it. There are two girls that have had stellar auditions since it started, like, a week or two ago. Their names are Grace Kinsler and Cassandra Coleman. These girls go to YouTube and watch their auditions. They're incredible. And these are just two. I've watched many more and all of them, I'm, I'm blown away by these singers this year. And I hope all of them go far because if you remember from the days when Simon Cowell was in charge, 
I mean, he had those people set up with careers and good record deals and money to do it and marketing and the whole nine yards. I mean, Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Fantasia Barino, Clay Aiken, Jennifer Hudson. I mean, those are just five names I could go on. And I know it's harder because we're so saturated with American Idol and The Voice and all of these people that come out of these shows, but some of these singers really, really deserve um, like really great popular careers. All right, that's my rant on American Idol for this week. It's time for today's guests. Like I said, there was no question off limits. This is the unfiltered, unedited conversation with the fabulous Dolores Catania from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Hi, you cutie. Dolores. Hi. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so happy to do it. Look, it's so shitty out and... Besides that, you're adorable, so I cannot wait to talk to you. Oh, my God. You look beautiful. Thank you. I had somebody else do my makeup. I'm not loving it. Whatever. Whatever. Well, let's get right into it because how excited are you to be back for the Real Housewives of New Jersey? Oh, I'm so excited. Every year for me is a gift. It really is. I feel like it's been longer than normal. I feel like I have... I don't know if it's or what's going on, but it is like, I felt like I had to wait so long for you ladies. We started filming and um, then we had stopped. We stopped first, the first, you know, I don't know if everyone knows this, but the first time we stopped was because Teresa's dad was sick. Oh, that's right. Then we started up again and he wasn't doing well that weekend. So we put off. Like, we didn't think it was respectful to film that weekend, so we stopped. And then when we were supposed to start up again, they had the lockdown in place. What was it filming So like? then we stopped again. Yeah. It was hard because, because Frank broke both his legs, and he was living in David's house in a hospital bed. Oh, my God. And... um. That was a great, you know, that really was testament to the relationship that we all have together, David, me, Frank. And it was great to see that because life passes by. Right. So then when we stopped and we could not start again, that storyline had passed. Life doesn't doesn't stop because production stops. Right. Which I think people don't think about. You know, they assume they don't think about that. <laughs> This isn't a scripted show. Life unfolds the way it does. Right. So, so filming during COVID was really hard because it was like you were waiting for the other shoe to drop. You didn't go out. Um, you were always worried about somebody getting sick. Like you can follow every protocol and still get sick. A friend of my mom's never left, hasn't left the house since last March. That you know, my mother and her friends have been home for a year, and they've still gotten COVID. How right. would no one knows? Right. Well, that's the frustrating part. Because Yeah, you know, that's the frustrating part. Not only masks and distancing, but if you stay home, odds are you shouldn't get sick, but people are, you know. People are getting sick and who the hell knows how? Like you just right. don't know how. So <clears throat> if one person got sick now and has test positive and, and infected other people, now we're shut down for a bit. And so, so you- not one person loses. 
Huh? Did you have many shutdowns throughout production because you had remember? Not one. Not once? Not one. Oh, Not once. Cool. We made it. We got a full season. <laughs> NBC and Sirens are so strict. Let me just tell you. There was twice a week they came and stuck the swab up our nose. Nobody was happy to do that. Trust me when I tell you. <laughs> we had to do that twice a week. They sent a nurse to our home. Then there was something we called them the COVID police. Okay. When the crew got to our house, there was the COVID police that came and bleached the whole house before the, our crew came in. Wow. Oh, yeah. There was wipes. Yeah. Everything my, got wiped down. My house. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't mind that part at all. Right. They could bleach it all they want. I have so many dogs. You're not getting that house clean. So, right. I mean... So they came with bleach, wiped down all the handles, the bathrooms, everything. Sick, right? And then the um, when you weren't in scene, when they were lighting your house, when they were in, they were all in full protocol. Wait, what were we called? P, uh, PP? Yeah. Protection something. Protection. We have to find the right. Google the right word for the uh, PP. I, I mean, I handed it out. I raised money for it. I raised masks. Right. PPE. I'm going to have personal protective equipment. PPE. Yeah. They were in full PPE attire, okay? They came with masks, shields over their face, whatever, gloves, you name it. In the moments that we were not in scene, we had to have our own masks on in our house. Right. So R-H-O-N-J. Pulled it off. You guys really did. And I'm glad you we did. We pulled it off. If I had to wait any longer for you guys. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah. Well, hold on. You brought up Frank and David and everybody. Let's talk about that because people know I'm a housewife fanatic. They know I know some of you ladies. You being yeah. one of them. I get asked a lot about your situation. And you know what? I do a lot of defending of Dolores Catania. Thank you. What's going on, Joe? You must know the real tea. I said, listen, they are one example of a lot of modern families in this day and age. Like you are not alone. A lot of, you know, it, guess what? It's okay to be friendly with your ex. So right? I wanted to be the pioneer of showing people that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's always existed. Always. Always. It's not like I invented the napkin here. No. It's always existed, but existed, but people were ashamed of it. And I've never been one to worry about what other people think because at the end of the day, I live with my decisions. I walked my house, you know, paced nights, sleepless nights alone with just my kids. No one makes decisions for me or lives with them, no. lives with the decisions. I do. So I um, really never cared about what people thought. I did what I felt was right. And I, I mean, my biggest thing is, like I said, I'm not the pioneer of this situation, but I can tell you that I don't want people to be ashamed of it. They shouldn't feel like it's wrong because other people think that it's, that it should be a different way. Right. Even I, with my relationship with David, which gets more, now I have to be, now I'm getting more shit. Sorry. Um, I'm getting more crap because, Okay, first I got the crap in the beginning of my life with how I handled my divorce and my relationship with Frank. Now I'm getting crap because of my relationship with David. Right. 
are you still getting crap from the ladies about your relationship with David? Oh, honey, don't stay tuned. Stay. T- you, I can't. I'll get in trouble. You'll see. Well, listen, I think people are jealous because. You think that's what it is, Joe? I, I do. Because My I, independence? Yeah, of your independence, of you, I don't give a shit attitude. And I think if ev- if everyone had a choice, they would want to be friendly with their ex. And they would want their boyfriend, fiance, husband, whatever it is, to be friendly with their ex. I think so many people have these sort of bad relationships. Right. From their past that they can't even imagine. They're jealous, yeah. Imagine how good you can have it. Wait, so Joe, um, I'm curious, because you do stick up for me. Because we are friends. So what do people say? Because they don't say it to my face because people are afraid of me. So what do people say? <laughs> what do people say? They say, I don't, I guess the the common sentence is, I don't get it. Like, what don't you get? They're like, why doesn't she? I don't get it. It's a, almost like in a catty way. I don't get it. Right? right. Like, well, I don't get your life. You know, right? Like, I don't get it. Well, are you a divorced woman with two kids who's made a great life with a, you know, her husband who some people could never even come back from it? Most people couldn't get out of bed for what he did to me, much less become friends with him. Absolutely. What you need to get is that you need to be a strong person, you need to be the bigger person. And resentment and hate is nothing but an anchor. You want to let the other person win, hate them. You want to let the other person win? Take time out of your day to get them back for what you did, what you know they did to you. Absolutely. Do that. Because I don't get that. Right. How How is David's relationship with little Frankie, my boyfriend? Oh, God. Joe, Frankie's such a nice kid. The nicest. So David's a very stern guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I haven't um, done well in making David a mush, which I've, I've taken down many immense, honey. I just, I could take, I've brought down the best of them. I brought down Harvard, Yale graduate. I mean, like Princeton I've dated, I've, I'm single 22 years, honey. I believe so <laughs> I know way around a man. Yes. Uh, however, I have not been able to break through that like sternness of David, which I'm okay with that too. You know, there's always one, but, right. da- but Frankie has melted him. Oh. Frankie has melted him. He um, slept by David's house last night, even though he doesn't live there anymore. He's done studying for his GMAT. Okay, or his, uh, what, wait, no, what's it to get into your master's? Oh, hell if I know. Oh, I don't even know. Anyway, those big, you know, those big tests that he has to study. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So this is why I love David Principe and everybody could not get this too. I got a, a text message from David at 1.30 in the morning saying, your son is here. He's sleeping over. He showed up. He has holes in his socks, which, why, Frankie? And his clothes are all over his, like he's carrying his gym clothes and his dog in his arm. Oh he goes, so I waited up for him. I spoke to him for about an hour. I gave him a bunch of new socks because David has everything beautiful. David right. buys, this dog's growling at me. What do you want? Hold on, excuse me one second. The dog wants me to put him on the couch because he's busting my balls. All right, come on, let's go. Go, go, get on, go. Okay, good. Okay, so 
Well, that's why I live here by myself. I'm living at the shore house where you saw the fight with the cheese. Oh, you are? Because I'm renovating my house because I didn't move in with David. Well. I didn't move in with him because, listen, I stood my ground. Yep. So I was renovating my house. Oh, Luke from Sirens is calling me. I'm renovating my house and it's uninhabitable. So I, so David said, the dog's pissing shit all over my house. You can't come in. So I said, well, fuck you then. I'll go move down the shore. Does so Frank getting back to Frank, does Frankie have a girlfriend? Yes, he does. She's very nice. Her name's Alexa Mall. You could see her on Instagram. She does a lot of Instagram stuff. I'm jealous. I want him to She's be very pretty. Dating me. I'd break up with my boyfriend. Oh God. He's so how's your boyfriend? He's lovely. He he says hi and tell him I said hello. Too. He has a crush on Frankie too. I think the whole gay community here in New York City does. If not around. See, I never know. Frankie doesn't even know. Frankie has no idea. Like he's so that's what makes he has no idea. I gotta send you a picture. He's so big right now. I'm gonna send you a picture of him with his shirt off. You have to give me give me your number. Do I have I don't think I have your number? Give me your number. Okay, I'm gonna send you the picture Frankie sent me last night. You're gonna be happy that I send it to you. So will my boyfriend. Yeah, send it to your boyfriend too. So Frankie's so innocent. He has no idea, like nothing. And he and he always says that he appreciates the, the gay community so much. Mm-hmm. And and he's so like honored that they would like him because you guys are so picky. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's like like everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the premiere because I wanted to have you on specifically this week so we could talk about what the hell happened. Because I sent you a message and said, Dolores, I saw the screener. This was a few weeks ago. And I said, people are not ready for what? Did I text you back? Did I DM you back? You said it was, um, you were like, it's explosive. It's crazy. And so far, the response has been nuts. Okay. That's- All right. Because I, I got so many. I don't remember who I got back to. And who I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't not get back to. That's why. Okay, good. So, yeah. the resp- What do you, th- what's, the, what's the buzz out there? Well, interestingly enough, I put a poll on my Instagram just to poll like my followers if they were Team Jackie, Team Teresa. It was like 60-40. 60 Jackie, 40 Teresa. But that's pretty close to 50-50. I was going to say that's close. I was going to say that. Um, Look at your laugh. You're so bad. You're so evil sometimes, Joe. Dying. So wait, what were, your, what were your thoughts when Teresa's walking around Evan's birthday party spilling the tea on if Evan did or did not hook up at, at the gym. I ran away. I felt I bad. Ran away. Like she's dropping these bombs on Dolores, Melissa, Margaret, and you guys are like, what? We couldn't get away. <laughs> like you see, like I'm in the scene and then I hear what's going on. And I was like, went and started because I'm an anxious eater. So I started double fisting food in my mouth. I had like tzatziki sauce. Frank's like, you have tzatziki sauce in your hair. I'm like, Frank, don't even ask me what's going on right now. I don't want to know. I wanted to smash my face into a wall. And then all of a sudden I hear Teresa say, Dolores, Dolores, you hear everything. Where are you? I'm like, I never heard that. And first of all, I don't go to the gym over there. I don't know people in Englewood. That's like a tight knit community over there. Kind of fly Englewood. Yeah. There's a little bit for people that don't know the Jersey geography. That is a little bit away from where you guys are from. Oh, it's like a world apart of yeah. the way people are. Right. Um, 
yeah, it's a different, it's definitely different. And I know a little bit of it from Siggy. Okay. And then of course I'm close with Margaret. So I don't know that much. Like I've met Margaret's friends, but Margaret's friends are from all over, but I do know there's like, it's a very clicky place. Mm-hmm. What, speaking of the gay community, what the response, a lot of my friends were like, first of all, what gym is he going to? Because the people that are hooking up at the gyms are usually hooking up with same sex partners. Cause like what, what straight person can hook up at the gym? Like, where do you go? Oh no, you guys are wrong. I owned many gyms. Look at Frank Catania. It is the cocktail for a fit. Like it's bad. I'm not saying that that happens. No, I know, but if you're a straight person, where are you hooking up in the gym? Because if you're gay, obviously you can like squeeze it in in the shower, in the steam room. Is it the same place for the, for the straights? Oh God, it's the same. It's the same. It's, I, no, because you can't do it in the shower. What makes you think it has to happen there? You're thinking very narrow. You're thinking like- Small. You're thinking too small on this. Okay. Wow. What is- just because Teresa said it's somebody at the gym, does that mean that things happen there? I see. So you can meet someone and then start something up somewhere else. Hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, okay. Did you, when you heard- It Teresa, doesn't mean it's gotta be like- <laughs> you know. Let me tell you, this, I'm not it's breaking not a, for my listeners. When the gays hook up at the gym, it's at the gym. I know, but that's like what it's known for. And there are certain gyms that that's what it's known for. But just because a a heterosexual couple meets at the gym doesn't mean they're fucking in the gym. And it's like, they're not going there. Like, like I said, like when it's like, I think when you're talking about that's like, it's known for that place to do it there. I see. And that's this how, is, yeah, this is different. Well, let me ask you, when Teresa's walking around this party, did you believe her? I believe she heard something. Right. I don't think Teresa made it up that she heard something. I don't believe it happened. I mean, it's so funny because I was asked this question before and I say to myself, but the guy's always home working out with the kids. Like, you know, I, he loves his family so much. Teresa's not even saying it happened. Teresa's saying somebody said it. Right. Which that's not new to the housewives. That's, that's. Well, you're not supposed to be used to hearing these things about your husband. So I can understand like, this is a new world for Jackie. This is Tenafly versus Patterson. Like, you know. Oh, a hundred percent. Because when Jackie was on her way to Margaret's to quote unquote confront Teresa, she looked like she was like a shaken up dog. Yeah. Like. I was like. She looked. Like a sh- like she had been through it, like you know. I and and then and to speak from Therese, like I speak Teresa, right? As you all know, right. in Teresa's mind, she's saying, "Yeah, I heard this." So, um, so let's you know, talk- it's not true. So if like you know, it's not true. So, what are you gonna upset about? I'm just telling you, I heard it. Uh, it's not okay to do it at, at a public forum. Uh, it's not a, and and I don't like telling anybody but the person that you heard it about. Like I have an issue. <clears throat> I have one thing. Uh, if you hear something about me and you're going to tell me, tell me first and tell me who said it or don't tell me. 
Right. That even me as an observer, I was annoyed when Teresa didn't admit who it was. Cause I mean, maybe she did off camera, but that would be something. She I didn't, you know what? I don't want to, at this point, I don't want to know that piece of information. What? Who, who told Teresa? I don't even want to know. Yeah. Cause then it adds in. But if I was Jackie, I would be like, tell me. Who if I was Jackie. Right. I, I would have gotten to the bottom of it. Knows who Evan is. What'd you say? It's obviously someone that knows who Evan is. Yeah, I would have got, I would have had to, <clears throat> instead of worrying about, see, this is where I would have been like, I would have, instead of worrying about why, what Teresa did, we already, she did it, can't take it back. I would have been angry at Teresa as she was, deservedly so. <clears throat> but, you know, I, I don't know, like, it's not an easy thing to hear. It's just not. Jackie yep. seemed very, very, very broken. Very broken. And justly so. I mean, let's talk about part two. What were your thoughts when Jackie was making the quote unquote analogy about she made herself? She made herself wrong. She, first of all, Jackie, there's 5,000 million things I would have said to Teresa, like, I don't even know where to start. There's like a, so much stuff. You don't need to go there because you've lost her now. You've totally lost her. You lost her. And, and now you lost anyone who thought you were in the right. Right. Uh, and, and you also brought, uh, you know, somebody in it that had nothing to do with it. And as Jackie knows, this is not her first season. And Jackie obviously admittedly watched the show since season one, which Teresa has been on. You, the one thing you know about Teresa, and I'm, I'm obviously telling the person that knows because you've known her for so long, you don't go after Teresa's kids. You don't go after anyone's kids. Anyone's kids. You lose Teresa, like you just said. Don't bring up girl. <clears throat> if she thought she was going to break through some... Like she wanted to hurt her and she wanted to show her what it, that it hurt her the way she loves her husband, the way she loves her children. Oh, I see. Jack, you mean Jackie? Jackie. I feel like Jackie wanted to say, I love my, Jackie's in essence saying, I love my husband as much as I love my kids. Which? That's ain't happening here or with Teresa or with anybody else I know. I don't love nobody the way I love my kids. Yeah, that's right, right. No man, no fucking man. No. Do you believe so, that an analogy or do you think she was, what she said was based in truth? Cause the first time I heard it, I was like, holy shit. No, it was, it was, an, she was trying to use an analogy. Okay. Well, I hope so because like you said, she was right until she was wrong and it totally changed the dynamic of what went down because like my point you lost everybody in, in the whole point you lost now you've lost everyone <clears throat> now people you know you, you have a young girl that's very upset with you now you, you know what like I said it wasn't a smart thing to do I don't think Jackie um would do it differently okay I think in her mind she still believes that's how you get you get to Teresa well, she definitely got to her. <laughs> yeah, but not in the way she wanted to. 
room. That's that's not the way she wants it. She could have she could have made so many references to putting Teresa back in her shoes. Right. I think Teresa wanted to get back at Jackie from three seasons ago or two. No. No. no Teresa don't give that shit enough about anything to to care about what she said three seasons ago that wasn't even that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Teresa heard it. Mm-hmm. It was in the forefront of her mind when she saw them after COVID and everything. She was drinking a bunch. Right. And I know, we all know Teresa has no filter. And Teresa just blurts out what's in her mind, even if it doesn't fit in the sentence. Right. <laughs> much less the, much less the, um, you know, the situation. Right. So she just came out and said it. She just came out and said it because it was on her mind when she saw him for the first time since she heard it. Right. That's right. it. I swear, it wasn't, it wasn't vindictive. It wasn't premeditated. It wasn't like I'm getting dressed to go eviscerate Jackie. Right. I, I, I'm right. Like, I, I'm not like, I, I'm never like, oh, I know this. I'm telling you, I know this. How is your friendship with Jackie this season? Good. Good? Yeah, good. Jackie was very frustrated. Jackie was very upset and, and I had sympathy for her. I had empathy, sympathy. And uh, Jackie's very funny and Jackie's very witty. I find her humor to be very funny when she's not upset. Right. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you all afternoon, but tell me what can we- No, t- I want to kiss your fucking face though. Kiss you all over. I wish- You're we were- so cute. Are you working out a lot? Yeah, not as much as- Your, your oh. arms are so big. Wow. Thank you. Tell the, yeah. You're big. You're really built well. Thank you. Thanks. What can we expect the rest of the season? I'm going to tell you what you can expect the rest of the season. So I'm going to tell you going into the season, I remember Margaret and I, because we're so close, we had a talk and we said, what the fuck are we felt like, like everything that we started with was gone because we stopped filming. What are we doing? We've been home. Like holding our dicks, basically. <laughs> We've been home. What are we talking about? There's no international trips. There's no um and I can tell you, Joe, that we gave you everything we had. It wasn't scripted, it wasn't premeditated, it was just us, raw, visceral us. We everybody was going through something and it was weird because it wasn't the theme that the way the when we started filming the theme changed during it like we just you know right we didn't know we came in with one less housewife right one less housewife and um we came in with um not going anywhere not being able to go anywhere but ourselves and what we went through this season it was hard it almost killed me it was my hardest season yet was it really and each one of us has our moments like not everybody, every season has a moment. No. Correct, because it's not a scripted show. Right. I mean, look at us. Can any of us hold a script in the whole franchise? I don't think so. Maybe Beverly Hills, they were born into this stuff, but right. like we're just, <laughs> we're just Going with being them. ourselves. Right. So, and none of it's predictable. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling the truth. Like, it's not like, oh, I saw that coming last season. I saw that. It's not happening. 
all right, well, you're going to have to come back on the podcast, or if not, then I'm just going to call you for an off-the-record chat. No, no, please. Because yeah. once I'm vaccinated, I'm coming down to the shore, and we're... Joe, come. I'm sitting here by myself. You know I had COVID. I was so sick. Don't get sick. I don't want knock on wood. I have. I didn't get it. When did you get it? I got it after the kids. So the kids had it during Christmas, and I oh. took care of them, and I didn't get it. And then, like, three weeks ago, I went to the gym, me and Frankie, I came home and I was like, my one friend, I was talking on the phone with him and he's like, are you smoking again? I'm like, no, but I didn't realize I was coughing. By the end of the day, I had 104 fever under the covers, shivering. And two weeks I was sick, coughing. I thought I, then I thought I had pneumonia. And this week I had to go to a lung specialist because at night when I lay down, I feel like my, um, I can't breathe. Are you feeling better? Now with the steroids that made me gain 10, 10 pounds, yeah, I feel fucking great. So, um, but what what's scary is that that feeling where you can't take a breath. It's a monster in your body. That's what I say. I would lay down at night and I would know where it was in my chest. I could feel it. Ugh. And to be alone, it was total seclusion for 15 right. days. Another part. 15 days, not one person could, you could be talked to, go to the store. God forbid you go to the store and somebody brings, you get them sick and somebody brings it home to their mother or father. Well, I'm so sorry you went through that. We'll be out of the woods soon. Yeah, Yeah. I know. So get the vaccine. No joke. Get it. Okay. Do whatever you have to do, but get it. Yeah. And be careful. I will. Thank you so much. I love you. I love your cute little faces. Love you. And I will- and send me that shirtless picture of Frankie. <laughs> I'm going to send it right now. Okay. I'll talk to you Bye, soon. Bye, baby.